Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 67 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week, we're going to welcome trainer Thomas Buggy to the podcast. So firstly, it's hello to you, Thomas. How's it going, Barry? And thanks very much for having me. No, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And um, I suppose, uh, Thomas, you come from a, a well-known Greyhound family. You've enjoyed some wonderful success over the years. So just give us, uh, I suppose, a bit of a bit of background on yourself and, and your family's involvement with the sport. Yeah, Barry, sure. Look, we've been involved in Greyhounds for years. Um, it's been a huge part of our life, really. My mother got her first Greyhound when she was only 14 years of age. And she's in her retirement age now, so you can just tell how that's sprung. And um, so it really spiraled from there. My earliest memory would be in going over to Denor, really, in school and dogs. Um, really, every Sunday we'd go over with a, a van load of dogs, school them up, and from there, sir, it all really took off. Brilliant stuff and as I said look there's been some great success, great dogs, uh, wonderful memories over the years. Uh, Just I suppose maybe remind our listeners um, of of some of the great dogs you've had over the years. Yeah well sir look at an earliest memory I suppose of the best bitch we had would have been Seskin Alice. She won an on race down in the Scarty and um, I would have been very young but she went on then to be favourite for the Podge Stakes. I think she went on beating, I'm not sure now but um, she got beaten in the final. And um, things didn't go away. I think she missed the kick. I'm not sure. I just memory serves me right. We had a good bitch, lovely Cian and Darwin Pride. They were all good brood bitches. Like and it, everything really sprung from there. And Lady Kigrani came along then, and so she produced machines, open class dogs, and every litter. Like so, like it was fantastic to get them, you know. And they they would have been all early memories of in a Scarty and Kenny, like you know. Yeah, it sounds like um, greyhounds and greyhound racing was a, a massive part of your upbringing and obviously something um, that your parents took really serious. Asher, yeah, like, we would have grew up in Kilkenny and Enniscarty, like, all these tracks were a major part of our childhood, like, all the smaller tracks. And then when we got, we got a good one years ago, like, we would have went to Shelburne and, like, probably more so now than before we w- we'd race more in Shelburne. But look, it was always good to get a good one good enough to go there, you know? Of course, of course, it is like Shelburne Park on a Saturday night. Look, is an amazing place to be. But you know, the the bread and butter for for many people are, are their local tracks, and I suppose great to have the likes of Kilkenny and Inniscarty. You know, so close to your um establishment. Yeah, definitely. Like cause every week, like we were racing, we were in Inniscarty on Mondays and Thursdays, and Kilkenny on Wednesday. It used to be Wednesday nights then, and Friday nights, and then sure, look, you had probably Torless and other tracks like that in between. And like I said, when we were good enough, we go to Shelburne. And that was always very exciting. Harris Cross as well, like they all them tracks would have been a huge part of our childhood, like meeting all the younger generation, like the Hennessys and the O'Donnells and all them people are still involved very much, like heavily and which is quite remarkable in Greyhounds, like and there's lots of other people there that list goes on, you know. Yeah, I know from speaking to you and um, prior to the podcast as well, Thomas, you were saying that, you know, at, at your local tracks, great to see so many young people I'm involved at the moment. Oh sure, it's brilliant, like, sure. You go into the Kenny there and the the amount of young lads my age and even younger again to have dogs and that are getting into dogs and even coursing as well like there's a lot of youngsters involved in that and it's great to see them come back into it and supporting it and trying to get it back going again you know yeah, without a doubt. And just in terms of Kilkenny, one thing I have noticed, I suppose, in, in recent times, we'll be following the results at the, at the Kilkenny meet, and seems to be you know plenty of prize money and offer uh, for graded competitions, good graded competitions, which is always a massive plus. Yes, brilliant. Like you know, Tom is running a great show in there. It's a, it's a fantastic track, like tough track. 
But if you get a dog doing time in there, you'll be able to go anywhere with them. And that's what's encouraging people and prize money and, and bookies and gambling, everything, like, you know. Yeah, that's for sure. And I suppose, look, I suppose you all have fond memories of uh, Kilgraney Thompson winning the, the Shelburne Tote Gold Cup. That must be up there with one of the highlights in, in, in your greyhound racing career. Oh, for sure, yeah. That was um, that was absolutely amazing. Like, like uh, we, we bred him. We actually took a chance with our own stud dog, Airy Stone. It was just a pure chance. And we bred, her, bred him with Lady Kilgraney and produced Thompson. And he actually won the Tipperary Cup first and then he went on to win the Gold Cup. And it was just, oh, it was a remarkable night. Like, it was definitely one of the standout memories, being in home bread and everything being home, you know? Yeah, and I know from reading previous pieces, um, you know, in over the last uh, number of years, that uh, breeding is uh, such a huge part of your operation and something you take very serious as well. You get great pride in, I suppose, uh, you know, breeding champions. Oh, sure, look at Barry. We're completely breeding. Like, every dog that's either bred or reared, you know? Like, we wouldn't be paying 20,000 or 30,000 for dogs, like, if they're all home reared, like. Most of them anyway, like, you know, unless someone gives us a dog, it's after being bred themselves, you know. Very good. And I know it was always the, the plan, I suppose, for you to take over and, um, you know, take out, take out that licence. Yeah, look what it was. Uh, my mother was pushing on a bit, you know, she was getting hit in her retirement age and I was bitten by the bug and I said, look, what, I'll, I'll, I'll take over. And I was delighted I did because, you, you, like, you really want the passion for it, you know, because as everyone well knows, it's seven days a week, it's long hours. You know, you really want to love it. Yeah, that's it. And just tell us, I suppose, a bit about your operation at home and all the great helpers that you have. What's the the, the day-to-day routine um, these days and, you know, how many dogs would you have at the moment? Asher, look, I think we have... I think there's just under 20 in there in training. But, like, I wouldn't be where I am today only for my mother and father, like, you know. She trained over 500 winners and she had two classics and lots of track records and lots of good dogs and lots of well-bred dogs and... You know, it's, it's great. Like, there's a good team here. There's myself and my sister. She's my assistant trainer, like, and my mother and father are there in the background, which is brilliant. You know, and there's always <laughs> a spare hand is always well needed, you know. Yeah, that's exactly it. And look, but, like, it's, it's a great help as well, you know. Yeah, I suppose. Look, it makes it all the more sweeter, as I've said in the past, I suppose, to, to guests that have kind of family members involved when you, you do reach the big time or have a big winner when the, the family are involved. It's, it's just that bit more sweeter. Oh, it is indeed, like, because we're completely family-run, like, you know, and um, it's, it's always nice, especially when you're breeding and racing, and, like, every, everything's a help, like, you know. That's exactly it. Look, I suppose, uh, looking back on the Irish Greyhound Derby, that was uh, a wonderful achievement um, from yourself and all involved in your kennel um, to reach the final, but I suppose just um, prior to the competition, maybe tell us about your, you know, your hopes heading into it, because he was a greyhound that was a very young greyhound, Carrigine Norton, you know, he'd, he'd done so well in that competition, but uh, looking back prior to the competition, what were your thoughts heading into the, the Irish Greyhound Derby? Well, sure, look at our, our main fancy would have been he fly and he was he's, like, he's a very fast dog he's trapping nets and down at times but he's serious pace line and um, he would have been our main fancy but Carrigine we put, just put him in for a bit of experience line. and um, he, he, he had been trialling very well up to that he's done a 29.15 on a slow track in Kenny and I, I rang Michael and I said Michael this is a seriously fast dog like the track was easily 40 back like, and that's when Catch Me Flying was trying the same day and he only done 29 or 2 or something we knew he had a really fast dog. He was just lacking that bit of experience, like, you know. And he, he got that through the derby and he just showed um, great track craft and he used to kick off the last bend. He was just a, an, ex- an exceptional dog to have in the kennel, you know. 
Tell us about you know being involved in, in such a big competition, the biggest one that there is in the world of greyhound racing. Of course, like you know, mainly I suppose are the, the majority of people that are involved in greyhound racing are, are competing at the, at the graded scene. But to have a, a greyhound um, involved in in the Irish Greyhound Derby, and you know when you come down to the semi final stages, there plenty of pressure on, or is it excitement? Ah, uh, look, to be honest with you, we we're after we try aim our dogs at the door because I suppose everyone does now. And um, we try to build up around that. And look, we've got the four derby semi-finals. So when we're in the fourth round, we're kind of like, Jesus, is it ever going to happen? Like, you know what I mean? So it was it was very sweet to get to the final. It was a bit surreal, really. You know? Obviously, look, it didn't happen on the final. He got plenty of trouble as well at the opening corner. But, you know, hopefully there'll be better days ahead. What What's the update on Carrigine North? Uh, there's no update. He's just he's he's going to be left off till the new year. He's done enough. He doesn't know us anything. Look, I was delighted for Michael Patterson. He's a big breeder. He's a good owner, and look at he he gave them a great he gave him a great ride through the derby, you know, and he gave us a great ride. And he he owes us nothing. Like he's a fantastic dog. He's a lovely temperament, second to none. He just wants to race. He'd nearly open up the van and go himself, you know. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Look, we look forward to seeing him back in action. Uh, hopefully there in the new year. You touched on and Catch Me Flying. Look, he has been a wonderful servant as well for, for your kennel. Absolutely unreal. He's a seriously fast dog. Like uh, He actually picked up a bit of a muscle injury in Shelburne Saturday night just gone. He'll be on the easy list for just 10 days is all. But um, I hope they aim him at the, the Winter Racing Festival or Night Star, whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, he broke 28 seconds. He was a very fast dog and he, he got to a Derby semi-final as well and Probably badly drawn in the final. He got trapped once when he probably would have wanted more middle seed, you know. But, um, yeah, he's a fantastic dog and he's a great dog to have in the kennel too. Yeah, and of course, like these, uh, I suppose, the Boyle Sports Irish Greyhound Derby Nights, um, you know, the Winter Racing Festival, they really are special nights and a wonderful advertisement for our great sport. It would make you, it would make your hair stand up at the, the back of your neck. It's just, they're, they're real special occasions, aren't they? Oh, they're unreal. Like, and fair play to Boyle Sports and fair play to all the sponsors that have gotten involved in it. Like, it's brilliant to have them there. And without them, sure, we wouldn't be too far, you know. That's exactly it. And uh, speak to us as well about a uh, recent triple as well in Kilkenny. You must have been delighted with that. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, like, um, it was actually Carrigine North's sister. Um, she won. She'd done 29 80. And that, the track was running very well, but um, she showed great guts on the third bend. And she looks to be a making of a very good bitch. And, um, Carrigian Hill then he's a big 83 pound dog probably running a bit light at that and he, he looks to be a nice prospect as well and um, what else have we um, oh Kigreni Jagger he's in the semi-final now on Friday night and it's, it's a good stake the Deadly Kennels and fair play to Gary Hannon for sponsoring that so it's a very good stake actually there's some nice dogs in it yeah, there sure, there sure is, looking at the results and that. And as I said, look, uh, well done to all involved in Kilkenny Track. There's been some wonderful competitions um, in, in recent months, and, and long may that continue. And just in terms of other greyhounds um, in your kennel, anything you're getting excited about or, or looking forward to, um, Thomas? Yeah, we have a, a, a nice uh, uh, Droopy Sydney dog there. Um, he's very green and inexperienced, but he looks to have a nice bit of pace. And we're, we're excited about him, and we have a few nice Droopies, Roddicks there. There are any... Um, they're only um, starting out, so they look, they look to be sprinting well, so please God, we get a bit of luck with them, you know. Very good. And um, how how tough is it, you know, for, for a young trainer, you know, to, I suppose, um, you know, get keep being involved or, you know, keep producing these uh, good dogs because, obviously, look, there are so many talented trainers around the country. It's certainly not easy, but I suppose, like, the, the likes of the Derby finalist that you had, Carrigine North, that really puts a fill on the map. 
I'm sure it does, yeah, but you're like, we've, we've got to a lot, of, well, since I started training, we've got to a lot of major finals, like, we got Denver to the Lords, you went unbeaten to the final, and you kind of missed the kick a little bit in the final, and you finished fourth, and it was a, a very good final, it was, I think it was one in 28-13 or something, but uh, we, had, we had um champion stakes, the Granny Master, he got to the, no, it was Granny Ace got to the final of that, the Granny Master got to an Easter Cup and a uh, project stakes, so like, we're still... We're hitting for a, a classic, like I suppose getting to a derby final is as good as get, winning a classic, like. But um, we got to a Red Mills final this year. Um, a brother of Carrigan North, Carrigan Law was his name. Uh, he was he didn't have much early pace, but um, he showed some nice back straight pace to get into the final, and he, 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 the final didn't work out for him. But um, he was a good dog too, like you know. And all these all these little things help, but it'd be still nice to get your hands on on a classic, you know. Without a doubt. Well, look, Thomas, you're certainly going in the right direction, of course, coming from a family that have enjoyed some wonderful success, as I said, over the years. No doubt your classic success will come. And I would imagine, like, uh, we always like to finish up with hopes for the future. It's pretty obvious what you're looking for going forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my father always said he'd love to have a, an Oaks winner, like, you know, because pitches are very hard to, to keep on the ball, you know. And, and, he, and, he, and if you have that Oaks winner, Thomas, make sure you brother. <laughs> exactly but that's why he wanted always wanted an Oaks winner because he was always mad on breeding like you know yeah that's right I remember he had all the good bitches in his time he never won an Oaks so it's probably been uh, irritating him a bit I suppose like. but I'd, I'd always like to win a Derby I always seem to get on better with dogs and um, look at a Derby be always nice and please God we have something good enough to run in the Derby next year with less winners you know yeah, that would be great. And of course, look over the over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, look, we said the the next big one, of course, will be at Shelburne Park in a couple of weeks' time. That is the the Winter Racing Festival. Really looking forward to that. And I suppose it's a bit of kind of an off season now for the for the really good dogs. And you'd be planning ahead again, obviously, for next year. Yeah, after look at them, we'll, please God, we'll try and catch you flying at the Winter Festival. Maybe one or two others. But um, yeah, it's always nice to have a runner on them big occasions. And please God, we will have a lot more in the future. No doubt you will. Well, Thomas, look, it's great to see you, I suppose, uh, carrying on the uh, great family tradition and, and doing extremely well in the, in the world of Greyhound Racing. No doubt you'll have uh, many bigger, day, many big days to come and uh, we certainly look forward to following your progress. Great to see you, a passionate young man once again on the podcast this week and uh, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks a million for having me, Barry, and I wish the best of luck. Come on. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash talking dogs.